0: this podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Good morning, hapsters. I uh, wanted to talk today, this topic is kind of a little uh, tongue-in-cheek because I have been talking to a couple of my friends lately about how badly each year older we get we experience hangovers like the hangover ratio to, or the the hangover to age relationship is really just exponential it's not pleasant and so we were talking about hangovers and I was laughing and then I immediately went to go uh, decide what I wanted to talk to you guys about. And I was thinking about this concept um, that I wanted to come up with a name for that is about really what happens when you're thinking uh, negative thoughts and feeling negative feelings and not really processing them. And then don't, you don't want to deal with it, and then later on, it just keeps popping up in your day, and it's just kind of like this negativity hangover, for lack of a better word. So, what we're going to talk about today is exactly that—a negativity hangover—and this is what I mean. Have you ever felt guilty, or overwhelmed, or doubt doubted yourself, or confused, or frustrated? Some negative emotion, and so you really feel like, oh God, it's being caused by the, your job or your kids or whatever circumstance. So you remove yourself from the circumstance, right? You change the outside world and, uh, because that's what you think is causing it. So you step away from your kids for a a little bit. You're like, I got to go out and you meet someone or you, you take a break from talking to your friend because you're so upset about this or you quit a job. Or, you know, whatever, you come home from work and only to go to another place and then you're picking fights with like the innocent person that just happens to be near you right afterwards. And you're like, ugh, what gives? I just am in such a funk, right? And you can't really place it. Like, for example, work was stressful and you don't really address it because you're like, nothing I can do. Work is just so stressful. You ignore the thought and you don't process the feeling. And then when you come home and you haven't fully processed it through, you're talking to your significant other and you're just snappy with them and you're snippy and you're picking fights and they're like, what is happening? And what happens? Of course, you're just creating more of that same feeling for you in your relationship. And uh, right. It's probably not pleasant for them either. So we don't want to do that. And I feel like a lot of times I talk to my clients about this and they really can't even, they don't even know where to begin to stop doing this. Um, And it's mostly because they think it's unrelated. They think they're just in a bad mood, quote unquote, as if that's something that just happens to them. So this is kind of how it works from the brain's perspective. Okay, So you have a conscious negative thought, right? Something like my boss is being rude. And then you have a not, an obvious negative feeling that you can identify, like you are you feel frustrated or underappreciated. And then that vibration remains present as we go through our day taking other actions, right? So it's like, first, it's just a thought, which doesn't change your life, right? You can have negative thoughts and they can be fleeting and that's totally fine. It's part of being human. But then if we don't address the thought or don't decide That we want to replace the thought or um, decide what we want to do about that thought then that thought turns into a negative feeling and if we don't process through it then that feeling just kind of lingers and it turns into a mood maybe and then we do a lot of reinforcing and i'll talk about that in a second and that mood over time if it's not addressed will become a state of being a period of time in your life where you're just in a funk And then if it's not addressed even further, what happens is you start to attach that to your personality. You start to identify with it. So whether it's a preference and thoughts about, I don't like, you know, I don't like public speaking because of an experience, then all of a sudden you identify as the type of person who is shy, let's say, because you have a lot of thoughts that you perpetuated over and over again. And you didn't ask yourself the right question of like, do I want to experience this thought and this feeling and relive it? And is that something that I want to maybe change or experiment with? And what could my life look like if I did, right? We're not taught how to think like this. And so we just start to think of that as part of our personality. Okay. So the biggest issue really is when we fail to recognize our role in all of it. We reinforce the belief or the mood by blaming our circumstances instead of uh, taking responsibility of the thoughts that we're thinking about those circumstances. And then we reinforce the state of being by using passive language, something like, all right, I'm just time's going to pass. I'll wait to feel better. Or you look outside of yourself for a solution or a pick me up. You reinforce or solidify your identity by acting as if your personality is something that's just fixed or that you were born with, rather than a, our personality being a conscious decision that we make over and over and over again by thinking and replaying those same thoughts that reinforce it. Okay, so how, how does this show up? The Like I said, the, uh, the negative thought You think a negative thought, like, my kids are being so crazy and I've got so much to do. (laughs) Can anyone else relate to that one? Um, And then you feel a negative emotion and then you go out to the world and uh, participate in something called confirmation bias. And confirmation bias is when we go, our brain goes out to look for more evidence that what we already believe is true. And our brain's really good at finding evidence. (laughs) it doesn't matter you can think one thought you can think it's a beautiful day out or you can think it's a really horrible day today and your brain will find evidence to support that theory and then when you have that evidence right so you'll you'll think my kids are crazy whatever and then your confirmation bias will lead you to a new thought of see today is off to a bad start right it's it's that mood then You find the evidence and then you reinforce it through complaining to someone else because misery loves company, right? And then resisting feeling it by maybe, you know, eating a whole sleeve of Oreos. (laughs) Then we take action from a negative feeling. Maybe even it just looks like no action. It looks like procrastinating, right? And then we create more negative results, of course, that cement your belief in the first place that it is in fact the day, the kids, the workload, your current job title that is the problem and that's creating this. And then you just feel worse and you're deep into this hangover when your thoughts are repeated enough that your brain gets the memo. Our brains like to make as many things as possible subconscious. They would like to take it off our plate for us it's it's what our brain does our brain is like a machine right and so it's like okay we got it we got it you've been thinking this thought a lot lately so we're gonna we'll take care of it we're gonna move this thought to your subconscious and now without assisted thought work the work you do with a coach the work I do with my clients it becomes really difficult to change these thoughts because you can't even see them you can't even find them Right? You just know you're in a bad mood or in a funk and you can't even place exactly why. You just feel, quote unquote, depressed or stuck and you have gotten into such a habit of avoiding looking at your own thoughts that you literally have no idea how to solve your problems, right? So we have so much better things to do hapsters then indulge in this cycle. Okay, so here are some things I want to give you that you can do to get out of this habit. Number one, let's get curious. Let's try to find that thought that caused maybe that caused the mood in the first place if you're just in the mood stage. Now, if you're all the way into the stage of identifying with certain parts of your personality that you don't even want, then, we ha- then I really suggest just setting up a mini session with me because there's some deeper work that has to be done and we're not addressing that stuff on the call today. But totally solvable as well. If you are, yeah, if you're just in a mood today and you're listening to this, you're like, oh yeah, I need to get out of this bunk. Try and figure out like what was the first thought and is the thought including? Maybe write it down. That really helps when it's written down because normally things sound better in our head and then when we write it down it kind of sounds laughable it sounds pretty ridiculous or dramatic I notice my client was just saying this the other day like I was like okay what's the thought and as she was saying it out loud to me she was like oh it sounds so dramatic and I'm like yeah but I get it I have dramatic thoughts too in my head they sound so legit. Right? Because no one else is listening to it. We don't have to look at it from that lens of what it sounds like. It's just like background noise. Right? So we want to find the original thought. And if we can't find the original thought, we want to just find some of the negative thoughts we're thinking about our circumstances. And then kind of decide, okay, these are just the story. And just because my brain is thinking it doesn't mean it's true. Right? So we we get to decide. Do we decide if we want to believe that thought? And if not, we get to look for an alternative solution, right? So that's step two is like, decide, do you want to believe this thought or not? And if not, we look for an alternative thought. So if the thought was, my kids are being so crazy and I have so much to do, we're like, you know what? Like, actually, my toddlers are just being toddlers and COVID, of course, and I have things to do and it's all going to get done. That's another optional thought. It's going to get done when it gets done. And here's the next thing that I'm going to do, right? So the other part of this is you're, just, you're deciding if you want to believe this thought. Sometimes you decide you do want to believe this thought that's creating a negative emotion. And that's also okay. If so, we, the only thing is we need to allow for the emotion to be there and really process it through. Okay? There's no emotion you can't handle. It really is not going to kill you. And then we just decide on our next best action. Okay, what do we want to do next? Because a lot of times when we have this just like lull and dull hangover, right? It's like that like dull headache that we have when we're in an actual hangover caused by alcohol. (laughs) It's very similar, but this emotional pain and we're just like, it's just our whole body. We can't even quite place it. That's okay. We just need to take our next best action, right? So instead of taking an Advil and drinking a water, which sure, maybe you still want to drink some water anyway in a, in a negativity hangover, your next solution is to take one simple action. Get your brain back into that cycle and habit of taking small, quick, simple actions so you can get back into those wins and be really intentional and then be reward your brain for being intentional. You want to get into it, create a new thought loop that is rewarding, and that is it. Now, I do also want to just say that what I'm talking about with this negativity hangover is not at all addressing chemical imbalances. If you're listening to this and you want to send me a message being like, that's insensitive, you know, depression, and uh, all of this is not caused by your thoughts, I agree, right? There are certain chemical imbalances that can only be solved with medication, in that case, definitely seek that type of help. This is, however, something that presents these symptoms present the same exact way that symptoms that can be caused by chemical imbalances in your brain can present, yet their source is completely different. So it is always worthwhile going, I think, through this process that is quite you know, easy to do when you're assisted by a coach or a therapist and you can kind of see, hey, can I rewire my brain? Because some of these symptoms are presenting because of course your brain does produce chemicals based on your thoughts. Your thoughts alone can create the feeling of stress, which will give you some extra cortisol or your thoughts can create um, some thoughts of pleasure, which will release some dopamine or satisfaction will release some dopamine. Okay. And that will create a different mood for you, a chemical reaction to it. So I'm not saying that this is a one size fits all solution, but it is good to know about so that we can start to take some ownership out over part of what we're creating for ourselves and, and just kind of see, Hey, wow, there's a lot more that I have control over and start taking action towards it immediately. So, if this is showing up in your business, or you're really curious, I encourage you reach on out. I would love, I would love to uh, to show you how I work through this with my clients, and really kind of expose to you and your own brain what your brain is telling you that's true, that it just isn't true. All right, hopsters, that's all I got for you today. Have a lovely, lovely day.